There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kent Herbeck and Jeff Passel, just like 1987. Oh, I'm so sad he's gone. I know he's leaving. I gave him a big hug because I thought I finally... I I was well, that's why he on. left. He said he was going to stay until you hugged him. Oh, that was wild. Right off the deep end. Yeah, HR is going to be calling you later. I'm, I've gotten calls from them before. I, when he popped in the doorway, I was like shocked. I was like, Passelt? He's one of my favorite people in the world. That's a blast from the past. That is so fun. And I met him because of his brother. His brother Dave and I played football together, and that's when I met Passelt. Pass at the time was, I think, 16 years old. You found out he was whipping pennies at you. And then I found <laughs> out he was the one throwing pennies at me at the fair. That's exactly right. I'm still upset. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome Timmy Lammers. Tim Lammers brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy, it was so great. Now we get to segue to you. We get Herbeck, and then we get Pass, and now we got Lammers. Ah! Yeah, baby. You know what? I wanted to talk with Passolt for a couple reasons. Uh, I'll have to email him. Um, there's this new piece of diabetes equipment on the market that I think oh, you'll be really? interested in because as you know, we're type one brethren, Jeff and I, so, yeah. but I, I'll, I'll email him. Um, but, uh, also I was wondering, I just thought of this this morning. I, I don't follow the twins really. I'm sorry. I, I was happy with Get the off two the uh, I know. I know. Look, I'm wearing purple. Right. I'm holding out for hope for the Vikings to still win, you know, they're one and three. Super Bowl, baby. Woo! <laughs> we're, we're on our way up. Yeah. Super Devin, Bowl, you know, they, get, they had to get that first win, and now it's just going to – how many games left? They're going to go undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to finish the season, what, like, would it be like 14 wins or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but also, I was thinking, did the Twins finish 87 and 76 this year, did they? Uh, was it 87 or 86? I think it was 87. I think you're, I think you're right. Wasn't that close to the record they finished at when they won in 87? Yeah, it was 85 wins that year. Okay, yeah. So yep. it was it was around the same. It was like worst to first. I do remember that. Yes, Or sir. that was at 90 to 91. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe that's a good omen. Um, and we could potentially play, I know it's 91, play uh, Atlanta again. So... Anyway, yeah, good luck way. to the twins. Yeah. Uh, in theaters, I, you know what? The, I, I have this saying, the only way you're going to beat the devil is to face the devil. 
after seeing The Exorcist one time only <laughs> in when I was 13 years old on television, the sanitized uh, edited version. I'd never saw it again. Scariest movie of all time. Hey, I'm here for you, baby. I'm going to go to The Exorcist Believer and, and face my fears. And I did. Yeah. And uh, I have to tell you, I first of all, don't pay attention to this Rotten Tomatoes stuff because they're ripping the movie up and down. And oh, I yeah, will okay. get to that pretty soon here. Uh, I think it's a good movie. It comes nothing near to the original. No, even the uh, no. even the edited. I don't think anything can. And as my oldest daughter and I were walking out of the theater, she said to me, well, the, the Exorcist was the first of its kind. And that's really true. When you don't see something like that before, and all of a sudden you're just, you're, just, you're blindsided by it, and you're, you're totally knocked on your ass, I, I get it. And, and, you know, since then, we've had 50 years of demonic possession movies. So it's not going to have nearly the impact no, that that original no, did. Yeah. But that's not to say that Universal, which uh, acquired the rights to The Exorcist for a lot of money, and I'll get to that, too. Um, it's similar. It's a sequel. It's 50 years after the original. Uh, two girls, they go out into this forest where they do this sort of ritual to bring uh, to connect with the dead mother of one of the girls. Okay, somehow that must open some sort of portal. Both of them become possessed. The father of one of those girls goes to find Chris uh, uh, McNeil, the mother of Reagan McNeil, played by Linda Blair. Uh, Chris, of course, is played by Ellen Burstyn. To bring her in because the doctors are stumped. They say, we don't know what this condition could be, what it's all about. So then they try to arrange an exorcism with the Catholic Church. Ooh. Okay, so the setup is pretty much the same with some twists along the way. Uh, movies loaded with jump scares, some really shocking moments. Ellen Burstyn's participation is totally oversold. She probably has about 10 minutes in the picture. At best. Yeah. But the she makes the most of those 10 minutes. <laughs> Believe me. One of the, 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 the most shocking scene in this film involves Ellen Burstyn. So, uh, yes, there's allusions to uh, uh, Reagan, who is still alive. Uh, Chris doesn't know where she is. They had a falling out. Um, so you just have to watch the movie and follow along. Um, it has the feeling of that first exorcist, the atmosphere, the tubular bells. Sure. Okay, that theme. There's no Timmy possession. There's no Timmy. Why do you do this to me, Timmy? Do Nothing like that. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the two girls definitely resembles Reagan. Oh, really? McNeil. Yeah. Really? And then they have the devil voice and rah, 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 rah. And there is some head twisting. I won't tell you whose head twists. Oh, so that was the thing that freaked me out the most, man, in that sure. 1973 picture. I told you before, Tim, that I went to see it at the Gopher Theater downtown Minneapolis with my buddy, the dog, and Tim, the other guy. Tim's on my left. The dog's on my right. Tim got up and left because he was terrified, and the dog couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> So what does that tell you? You know, I don't know. You know, this film made me jump a lot. 
Um, oh, okay. It did. And I, I, I was telling my daughter, I, I'm just getting old or something. And I don't know, my, my heightened sensitivity, though, which is good, right, yeah, for yeah. being an older guy. Sure. Um, but, you know, yes, there are some parts you kind of just chuckle at because, you know, again, by this time, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if Ash Williams was involved, let's get Bruce Campbell in here. He could just cut their heads off with a chainsaw and it'd be over with. Right. Mm -hmm, I mean, it's silly. It does remind me of other demon possessed pictures like the evil dead and all that sort of stuff. Um, The movie was made for $30 million Blumhouse production, a lot more expensive than a Blumhouse production. Yeah. However, it's projected to gross anywhere between 24 to 32 million. So you're thinking, Hey, a okay. You know, it's going to make its money back. Mm-hmm. Well, Universal Pictures acquired the rights to the Exorcist franchise for how much? Take a guess. A billion dollars. No, it's not Marvel stuff. No, it's not. That's true. Yeah, that's true. $400 million. $400 Dang, Elaine. That's before the picture went into production. God. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do that with so, this show? Yeah, we'll sell it for that much. <laughs> we could sell it for that much. So, uh, okay, you know, we'll somebody's going to be out of a job after this weekend, I think. I think that's going to be the end of it. Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're gonna paint a pretty picture and say, oh, yeah, well, it made, you know, made back its money. Well, actually, no, it didn't. Before they shot the first frame of film, it cost them $400 million to collect the rights to it. God, that is just amazing. So things things ain't looking good for the old Exorcist. Well, why did that make such a resurgence? Like, because there's like five different Exorcist movies out right well, now, and none of them did nearly the business the first one no, did. And no, you got to no. remember, the first one was so incredibly powerful. I mean, that thing was nominated for Oscars up and down. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Burstyn was nominated, I believe. Uh, Linda Blair was nominated, Best Picture. William Friedkin, who just died just a couple months ago the yeah, director right. yep. so yeah i mean they really did make a huge impact on um pop culture again because it was the first of its kind so yeah i i don't know are, are younger audiences going to buy into this whole thing i Probably mean kevin yeah. andy Brittany, is this the sort of thing that excites you that makes mm-hmm. you want to get into the theater to see it because nope, tommy nope. and i obviously have a history with it mm-hmm. well i mean yeah, I mean, I, I have an emotional attachment to it as well, but I will, ne- ne- no thank you. Like, a part of me wants to keep that emotional attachment the way it is. Yeah, mm. no, The Exorcist does nothing for me. Nope, me either. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, I don't know if Blumhouse thinking that, oh, my name is attached, therefore people are going to come into the theaters. I mean, certainly the cast, I, I hadn't heard of the younger girls. Leslie Odom Jr. plays the lead. He's terrific. You know, he came from Hamilton, and he's building a film career. Uh, Jennifer Nettles, former country singer, in Tom, The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah, love it. As the late wife of John Goodman's character. Love it. And Anne O'Dowd from uh, The Handmaid's Tale. You know, they're not, they're, yes, they're notable names and they're terrific actors. I mean, this is a really good cast, but, you know, uh, they're not bringing in people that would pull in younger audiences, you know? Right. So I, I don't know. I, it, it, they're going to say it wasn't a bomb, but at the same time, when you pay $400 million, man, that's a lot of change to make up. There's no doubt about it. You just gave me another beautiful memory. 
Mm-hmm. When The Exorcist was out, that was what, 1971, something like that? 73. So 73. This is 50 okay. years 50 ago. 50 years, yeah. yeah. It's 50 years ago. So a bunch of us, like I said, the dog went with me, Tim went with me, then we went back and saw it with some other people and all the rest of it. But I remember we were at Maeslack's Bar over in Northeast Minneapolis after one of the viewings, and we're in there and we're having drinks, and I don't know who it was decided to do it, but all of a sudden, people were standing up just slamming down a drink, and every time they were done slamming down a drink, they'd go, lick me, like that. (laughs) God. Stan Maeslack all of a sudden goes, Will you guys knock that <laughs> off? You know, and that, it's interesting you said that, those two words. Because in that picture, as you remember, <laughs> seeing that uncut picture, there was something really horrible that uh, they had um, Linda Blair do with a, a crucifix in that. Oh, movie. yes. Yeah, why not? I, I was sitting there thinking, I cannot imagine them even thinking about a scene like that now. There is a scene, there's a couple scenes that make you think that maybe they're going to go there, but they didn't go there. Remember Richard Pryor's take on that scene? Bitch, what's wrong with you? Bitch, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Get the crowds out your pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I good mean, advice. it's really That's horrific stuff. And again, really the good. sort of stuff that I had never seen because I saw the, un- I saw the sanitized version. Oh, TV. you did? So yeah, so oh, I, never wow. did. I have only heard it's legend to me. God, right? I, I mean, it's it, it, it did it happen? Didn't it happen? And for people who you know, like Tom, who have seen it, mm-hmm. they can confirm that it happened. But yeah, so I just cannot imagine the uproar if they went with that today. Well, I was oh, like, God. I was like twelve or so when they re-released it and put it out in theaters. And my friend's mom brought us back, and I remember them like there will be scenes that you know they were kind of grabbing from there because I know they had cut it. And the one scene that they had added that wasn't in the um, the one I had originally saw was the her going backwards down the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah, which scared the hell out of me. It was weird looking. There's it no was doubt about that. terrifying. And it was like there was no like visual trick. You know, it wasn't any visual effects. It was it was just like her body mm-hmm. shape and everything of her going down the stairs. That will stick with me forever oh i know yeah. hey i'm telling you, that that's amazing that, like it backward crawl for our listeners like <laughs> it's like a, doing the bridge on the stairs yes exactly oh and, and needless to say i did not go to the re-release but Big part baby. of the even the part of the tv commercials included that spider walk oh so i was oh, well really? aware of that and that was one reason for me to say no <laughs> Like I can only see a glimpse of it in my mind because I'm pretty sure I did like the whole cover face when I they splashed to oh, her. It, oh. it is, you know, and you're right, Brittany. I mean, everything is practical effects then. Yeah. And, you know, naturally, they're going to take what they have at their disposal and use CGI with this picture, which they clearly do. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean, yeah, a lot of it just seems old hat to me now. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there have been so many Devil Possession movies that, yeah, I mean, would I have seen this had I not been a reviewer? Probably not, just because that first one terrified me so much. But at the same time, it made me confront those fears. Really, it did, because obviously there are callbacks yeah. to that original picture. Yeah. What I like... Um, of- but no pea soup vomiting. Okay? <laughs> there is the twist of the head, but not the person you think is going to be twisting their head. That okay. guy that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, so... Ugh, ugh, but... Uh, you know, it's it's just as good, if not better, than any other horror film out there these days. 
Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. The reason why Rotten Tomatoes, tell me this, Tom, if you uh, uh, subscribe to this theory, the reason that the Rotten Tomatoes critics are crapping on it is because ultimately to get these girls unpossessed, they have to rely on the Catholic faith. Oh, this you don't want is that. a pro-Christianity movie. Oh, God, you can't have that. Which is funny because it's not like anybody in the Christian camp is going to want to claim this movie. Well, plus the fact it doesn't happen anywhere else other than the Catholic faith. I know, but like... Oh, right. why how, would, like it's how not else like... do you get rid of demons if it's not <laughs> oh, yeah, that's some sort of church? The movie is predicated under the existence. assumption that demons exist, yeah. therefore exactly. the Catholic Church yeah. and its exorcism but must you... also be a real thing. It's just funny. Yeah, so if you're a moviegoer and you accept the fact that there's a demon, why would you not? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it makes no sense. So that's got to be it, don't you think, Tom? Because they just have to. I'm not your typical critic. Right. You know, I, I'm objective for Christ's sakes in, in, in my belief <laughs> overall. For I mean, Christ yes, I'm sake. giving you my opinion. So, like yeah, it. I'm being subjective in that way. But it just seems like people just cannot help themselves. But crap over uh, the biggest is it the biggest faith in the world maybe not at this point I, I don't know I don't I think no it's idea. ever I think it's rare that but let's see him go after some of the other religions huh no let's that ain't gonna that. happen that's not gonna yeah. happen but you know what interestingly enough and my daughter pointed this out I mean actually they bring in other faiths into this exorcism well, even though it's a Catholic okay. thing yeah well, but yeah, you know, it's like, isn't that just typical BS? It is. It's absolutely typical. It's like, it's the whole story is based, based on Catholicism, for Christ's sake. Yes. Like, yes. So, stupid. I mean, yet naturally it's going to come off as pro-Christianity. I mean, there's no other way that you can present it. I just First of all, why can't people just handle, hey, I believe in God. Hey, well, good for you. I'm happy. I'm not going to say, right. there's no such thing as God. Why live your life as long as you don't hang it over somebody else's head? Good for you. I'm super well, wrong. It's actually Christianity is the biggest religion in the world. But not Catholicism not in Catholicism, particular. No, though. correct. Yeah. No, but I no. just—I was surprised. I thought Islam had passed Christianity. But, uh, not quite. Yeah, Christianity is 31% sure. and Islam, Islam is 24%. But, now, yeah. I have to explain, you know, this guy coming up for I am not religious in the least. Yeah, neither am I. Okay? You know? So it's not like, oh, I'm offended because, you know, no. Again, you just kind of like, come on, man. We know what you're doing here. You just have to find a reason to crap on the movie, and this is your big reason. How about you look at the movie for what it is and the story it's trying to tell and whether this was done well, et cetera, et cetera. Do that for a change. But I think that there's some deep-seated crap going on with some of these critics. Yeah. Maybe not all of them. Yeah. Because it wasn't nothing. You know, because I catch little blurbs here and there. And, yeah, I mean, yes, some of it is old hat. I mean, we've seen it before. But, you know, what, what really is your reason for ripping on this? I want to know. <clears throat> you know, the thing about that whole thing, because I grew up going to Catholic school and all the rest of it. And to this day, I acknowledge the fact there's something much bigger than me out there if it's mm -hmm. god or if it's whatever that's fine but if people really think there's nothing bigger than them on earth you are one sick bastard yeah i'll tell you that's the whole basis of i mean if you know anybody who's in a program that they're working the sobriety yeah, is acknowledging yeah. something bigger than yourself absolutely to not live day-to-day -day selfish and it doesn't yep. have to be god it doesn't have to be whatever no, no. but like i think that it is wild when people are like, 
I live for myself. What's in my head is the only thing that happens. Oh, it's like, God. if you're living like that, I'm, I'm sorry for you because it's got to be rough. I mean, God is just the greater good. It comes from the word good, for Christ's yeah. sake. Calm down. But yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because there was somebody at the end of the film that talked about what the definition of good and evil was. And so, you know, it does play into that whole idea, Tom. Yeah. About, yeah. you know, goodness in the world and how that good, you know, ultimately is what triumphs, hopefully. Hopefully. But anyway, uh, quickly, uh, re streaming recommendation only because I do recall when I st first started doing streaming reviews, Brittany told me, you got to see this show called The Boys. Yeah, right. Yep. And there is, it is sort of a, it's a series that is a side. It's not a prequel. It's not a sequel. It happens in the same universe as the boys called Gen V. Yep. Talk about it. Yeah. I'm all here it's for it. It's a great series, <laughs> man, but it. shocking as it can get. Now, talk about this is the sort of thing. Has anybody seen that first episode yes, yet? The, from the opening scene, your jaw will hit the floor and be like, what the F? What's it about? It's like well, superheroes that are in... I guess college for lack of a better term and they are training to be heroes or whatever else and the opening scene is this girl who's like in her early teens going through puberty gets her first period runs to the bathroom there's blood the blood like starts to float because that's her superpower oh apparently she God. controls blood her parents come in and she ends up like a spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen it kills her parents in the first scene and that kind of sets her up for the rest of the show no, would you like this if you have an IQ over like forty? Yes. I think so. <laughs> I what, yeah. Tom, I think what you really okay. So it's like you know how you, I hear superheroes and I go, no, thank you. I'm, right. I'm kind of done with it. Right. it. It actually is dealing with very human. Like, what would a superhero who's got the same morals as everybody? You know, you have a chance of being good, evil, mm -hmm. whatever. Dealing with everyday things, like you add the element of superpowers and like, let's say. You know, um, in real life, some kid gets really strong when he's in his teens and he punches somebody and kills him. You know what I mean? Like, it's the idea of what actually would it be like in our jaded actual world if random people acquired superpowers. Right. So right. it has a very human feel to it. Yeah. Like, there's a girl that her superpower is, like, to get super small, but the only way for her to do that is to, like, purge and throw up. And so it's like, well, she's – so it's a kind of attacking the eating disorder – kind of culture that there is in oh, society. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, taking, I don't know, it's a satire. So it's not like a typical. No, it's super. Yeah. It's, so it is a satire. Yeah, yeah. I would oh, highly, yeah. I would okay, highly recommend it. Anyway. I think you'd yeah. like it, but what, it's. What's your yeah. Movie? It's Amazon called Gen Prime. V. But Amazon. I will say that you probably benefit by seeing the boys because obviously there are a lot of cross references. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. you would get. And, uh, but the boys is, is spectacular as well, but they all have these superpowers because this mega corporation conglomerate you know, has produced a super serum and they give it to these, these college students as babies. So they grew up with these superpowers or in the case of the one, uh, that, that Tevin mentioned when she hit puberty, the, the powers kicked in, but there is a scene in there with the tiny person Oh. That involves, uh, it's a sex scene. Ugh. It is the most effed up stuff that you've seen on a television show. And again, there is just no way that you would even see this, come close to seeing this in a movie theater. That's what's amazing. These guys take it to the absolute limit with the, the, the uh, debauchery that goes on in, in this show. I mean, it is just absolutely crazy stuff. So 
Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. But again, I think you'll benefit if you see the boys. Uh, you, you could probably start fresh with Gen V if you wanted to mm. and and, and kind of catch on as it goes along. But I will say this, superheroes, they're actually, most of them are super villains and they do very, very terrible things. This is not a kid's show. Oh, yeah. No, it's, definitely don't let your kids watch this yeah, show. Yeah, do not let your kids, if they think, oh, superheroes, oh, the Gen V. No, 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 no. That or the boys. No, no, no. No. Uh, so it's Amazon Prime. I'll start watching it. Uh, well, I'm going to be out of town for the weekend, so I can't watch it the weekend. I'll start watching the next week. There you go. Well, I'll remind you on the uh, family podcast next Tuesday. Sounds good, Pally. All right. Have a great weekend. You too. Good to see y'all. Bye, Bye. Twins. Bye. Go Twins, baby. Go Twins and take Tim with you. <laughs> and, don't, and don't forget this great line. Richard Pryor again, The Exorcist. Bitch. Go downstairs and clean up the front room. We have them company. <laughs> <laughs> and then she puked green soup at him, probably. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly Pea right. Soup. Ah. All right. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Tim Lammers, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers, Michael Bryant. We've got a bunch of good stuff happening here. We've got a bunch, a bunch of people coming in. I think we got uh, Scott coming in. I know we got Eric in. Is it? Uh, do you know if Eric's? Uh, he should be on the phone in about four minutes. Oh, he's going to be on the phone. Yep. Okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in just a couple minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old-school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. 
all the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. Get the appliances you need right away at Lowe's. Explore the largest assortment of brands you trust, like Whirlpool, Samsung, LG, and A.O. Smith. In-store or online at the best values. Plus, take advantage of our everyday financing offers on top items, from refrigerators and laundry pairs to water heaters. And there's more. Get your new appliances delivered or installed quickly at your convenience. Because Lowe's knows home improvement. Subject to credit approval. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little air information. And Eric Andre. Oh, Eric Andre's ready to go. How you doing, Eric? Hey, what's going on, y'all? No, we're just hanging in there, just kind of basking in the glory of having a great baseball team. You know, Eric, you know what I'm talking about. Nice. Are you a little hungover? Were you drinking? Were you knocking back the sauce last night? No, you can tell by how pleasant I'm being right now that I didn't drink last night. (laughs) I'm one of those, Eric. (laughs) What's your drink of choice? I actually don't drink anymore. I quit about 12 years ago, and I'll tell you why. Hey, good after, for you, man. After the first drink, I'd be, hey, man, how you doing? How's everything going? Have a second drink. Yeah, hey, that's great. Great to see you. Third drink. What the hell are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you got to start drinking again, my friend. <laughs> Eric, you're a good man, Eric. I appreciate it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, comedian Eric Andre kicks off the Eric Andre Explosion Tour uh, matter of fact, kicked it off just what three days ago, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I'm, I'm in Milwaukee right now. I'm at the hotel that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, killed most of his victims. I oh. found that out. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did they tell you that before or after you check in? I checked in. I did my show. I'm walking back to my hotel. And my crew goes, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, most of the, he killed most of the people in the hotel you're staying at. I was like, Cool, cool. <laughs> I love that. Right Wonderful. Go to bed. Wonderful. So I'm on my way to Chicago right now, so I'm going to go to Chicago. Where are you from originally, Eric? Boca Raton, Florida, where oh. Jerry Seinfeld's fictional parents are from. I tell you what, Boca Raton, you, that's, that's tough to beat. Yeah, it's all right. It's just all, but, but for a kid, I was like, it's all old people waiting to die. It's like God's waiting room. <laughs> I was just... I hate when I, I resented it when I was a kid. It was very safe and nice and whatever, but uh, I, I, I hated it when I was a kid. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I like this. Here's a reference here. I, I've never read something like this before. Comedian Eric Andre announced the Eric Andre explosion that kicked off October 3rd. Andre is taking his explosive brand of punk rock comedy. Uh, yeah, I could understand that. A DIY late night entertainment, lovable madness on the road, hopefully. It says, hopefully you won't get hurt, Eric. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit dangerous. It's a bit dangerous, the show. And wear a poncho if you're going to come to the show. Oh, people throw things? Yeah, it's very messy. There's a lot of bodily fluids being exchanged on the show. There's new variants being born on the show. It's like a Petri dish. (laughs) Have you ever played the Palace Theater before in St. Paul? No. Gorgeous. I, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I saw pictures. It was beautiful, but uh, I haven't yep. played it yet. So I'm very excited about that. No, you're going to love this whole deal. You're coming to town. That, and that's your next stop. What, uh, that's uh, t- tomorrow, is it not? 
Yeah, and it turns out Jeffrey Dahmer murdered uh, <laughs> at the Palace Theater. In uh, the Palace Theater, he moved up to St. Paul, making his rounds. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, I got to be honest with you. I've never, you know, had a guy invite me up to the, to his apartment to have a drink, and I open up a refrigerator, and there's a guy's noggin in there. You know, I wouldn't yeah. care for that little head in the refrigerator. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's tough. And, it, you know, I mean, he was very into Halloween. He took Halloween a little too far, I guess. But, kind of, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't watch that show. Did you watch that show? I couldn't watch it. I don't need to know any more about that guy. He's so stressful. Oh, the Dahmer deal? No, I couldn't watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a stress ball. I kind of, I kind of figured that. That was probably true. You know one thing I just loved about what you just did, Eric? Nice young man growing up in Boca Raton, Florida. You had at least one or two Jewish neighbors, didn't you? Yeah. My, uh, mo- I, my, mother, my mother is my Jewish neighbor. There you go, baby. I knew it. I nailed it. You know how uh, I knew that? Uh, why? Remember ain't, the tribe? Ain't a lot of black members out there, in the, black men out there in the world going, uh, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz and Sammy Davis Jr. Baby. <laughs> That's a pretty good group to be right. a part of, Eric. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. We're the fa- yeah, yeah. It's me. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the famous black Jews. Me, <laughs> Frank, Lisa Bonet, nice. uh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. He's the big, big famous one. Nice. Yep. Not Whoopi Goldberg, though. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. I'm going to put her name up on the map. <laughs> You're doing it anyway. It sounds to me, Eric, like you have a ball just being you, living your life, doing what you do. It sounds like you're a very happy man. Oh, man, it's ups and downs. You think I should start Zoloft? I'm all <laughs> <laughs> maybe after this interview. Yeah, maybe you want to after this yeah, interview. Yeah, I mean, in my 20s and 30s, I was like, let's get Molly and Acid and Mushrooms. And now I'm like, let's get Zoloft and Paxil. And yes. <laughs> Love that. That's a wonderful thing. Now, how long are you in town for? Just that one night? Just that one night. I'm, my, my schedule's packed. It's the city of night. Oh, yeah, well, I understand. Well, that's, that's hard to do. I don't Make me talk about that just for a couple of seconds because I don't think people understand how tough it is to be, let's say, a musician or a comedian or whatever on the road, and you're in a different city every day. Man, that's hard. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind. You don't get to enjoy it. You, you, you travel, you check into the hotel, you rush to the venue, you sound check, you travel back, you go back to the hotel, you eat, you go back to the venue, you do the show. Then you collapse, you sleep, you wake up, and you do it all over again. You don't really get to enjoy any town you're in. You're like a traveling, I feel like I'm a traveling salesman, but I'm like a traveling joke salesman. I'm just like bringing my jokes to each town and be like, what do you think of these? Would you like some of these? (laughs) (laughs) Do these work? Eric, you were so good on The Righteous Gemstones, and that's one of those shows I watch, and I just, please lie to me if it's not true, but did you just have the best time on that set? Absolutely. Those guys, Danny McBride and this whole crew are so awesome. Uh, and the cast is so awesome. They're so talented and sweet. No egos. Everybody's so friendly and nurturing and inviting. And the writing is so good. And that town, Charleston, South Carolina, I'd never been to before. It's yeah. like the most fun. It's like my favorite new town. I, we would call it Clean New Orleans. It was like the <laughs> most fun. <laughs> fun, drunk town I've ever been to. So. I had a blast. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you did great in that show. It just seems like everybody seems to actually get along, and I love to hear that. So thanks for keeping yeah. that in my mind. For sure. Merrick, I will tell you, that guy, and I, I don't know his name, but he's the, I think, the middle brother. He's the one with the big kind of fluffy brown hair who's always pissed off. Adam Devine. Yeah. Oh, is that who that is? Mm -hmm. He's phenomenal in that show. Hilarious. He's always yeah. crabby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Adam's great. Adam's great. Well, you got to come in that next time you're in town. If you got time, Eric, you got to come in the studio. I'd love to sit down across the table from you. Let's do it anytime. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day, sir. And uh, tomorrow night at the Palace Theater in St. Paul, Eric Andre, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, y'all. Talk Bye. soon. What a nice man. Oh, yeah. he's so lovely. And he's he's right about that, like comedians. Everybody thinks like, oh, you're whether you're a musician or a comedian, like you travel the world, like you get. To, it must be so much fun, and it is literally just like, please like from me. the plane to oh, the stage. Yeah. I'm a walking zombie. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I was going to use my favorite deal, the Kinky Friedman line, but I decided I didn't know him best enough, but good enough because of the last word in the in the phrase. Hmm. Kinky Friedman used to walk on stage and go. Baruchata Adonai, what's the matter with you, boy? <laughs> yes. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a second time. Yeah, yeah you're not yeah, going to call it. You know. Yeah, as a black man, you mind if I call you a boy yeah. uh, with this reference? That's all, yeah, that's always a weird thing. I had a, <laughs> I had a girlfriend once where her grandparents were oh, very, no. very old. Oh, no. And it was like, they called me boy, and it was like, <laughs> eh, I don't know if I like that Do you think all. they called everybody boy, or was it just you? Yeah, you, you never know, do you? It, right, I don't know. I was the only new person in the room. But, so like, I feel out the room. But it definitely felt a little yeah. awkward, yeah. Yeah, I don't love it. No. Okay, I've just seen this headline. I don't have any idea what it's about, but the headline pulled me in. Let me put it that way. Okay. You ready? Yeah. The headline. A missing monkey was spotted drinking beer in Indiana. That's What? <laughs> I, I, that'll get me, too. That's a good headline. There's I mean, a what? lot to unpack there. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I would think that's true. Here's your weirdest headline of the week. A missing monkey named Momo was spotted drinking beer in Indiana. Cops in Indianapolis got a call Wednesday evening after someone's pet monkey escaped and then made a run for it. Oh, no. I would have loved to have seen that. He's a type of monkey native to West Africa called a patas monkey. Uh, they can weigh up to 30 pounds. They're not the fastest primate on Earth. They can sprint at over 30 miles an hour, though, so they're hard to catch. Uh, several people spotted Momo on Wednesday. There were also unconfirmed reports they, that he may have bitten a few people. Oh, yeah, dang. monkeys will do that. After a couple of drinks, Andy, is that what you're talking after about? After a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I <started> biting people. <laughs> 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 what are you looking at? Just stumbling around. <laughs> it is a well-known phenomenon. Monkeys will drink and smoke if you, give, if you let them. I was going to say, yeah, you see it all the time, like videos from India where they're like, a monkey will chain smoke chain a pack smoking, of cigarettes. Yep. Yeah, they can, they can figure out how to light up the cigarettes and everything unbelievable uh thankfully momo's bender bender what's a bender like, i don't know when you go like drinking a bunch you mm -hmm. go on a bender oh, I yeah. oh that owner. bender i thought they were using an interchange i thought they screwed up owner but yeah bender oh yeah Yeah. okay i know oh you're right thankfully momo's bender came to an end yesterday a guy saw him sprint through his yard and break into a vacant home next door dang <laughs> i love momo you drunken bum so he called in, and Momo is now back at home, safe and sound. Good. Because you hear stories like this, and they're like, and we had to put the animal down. So I'm glad Momo got returned safe. Yeah, but like... Yeah, usually when there's an animal bite, it's, yeah. 
doesn't, it doesn't end well. It does not end well for the animal. Uh, can we acknowledge that, like, is there legal? Like, can this person have a monkey? Like, I don't know. I believe, I believe I so, because there was a story that we didn't talk about, a, like, a week ago, but it had a list of all the animals you're allowed to own in the United States, and it's different by each state, but I don't remember seeing a monkey on the list for Indiana. It was a lot of, like, crocodiles and stuff like that. Indiana. But also, monkeys. like, what kind of beer was this monkey drinking? Does the owner normally let it have beer, or did it just venture out? And who stumble knows? across beer, like I do have some questions. Bud Light is praying it's them because they need to take the heat off right. themselves. Yeah, they need to come please, back. Please, can you get Momo somebody. to drink this? We just need somebody to not talk about us in other advertisements. Okay, maybe we'll find out in this next story the top five signs your pet monkey has a drinking problem. Oh, good to know. So Stop. maybe that's what it says. Oh, this is going to be oh. such top five signs your pet list. monkey has a drinking problem. An escaped pet monkey in Indiana was observed drinking beer from a trash can. So we uh, can add he roots through garbage for pabs to the list of uh, the top five signs that your pet monkey has a drinking problem. Okay, you you know what I love about this? Mm -hmm. The top five signs. So far, there are ten of them. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get ten signs in the top five signs that... Your monkey's a drunk. You're about to hate this list. I can tell you this oh, right now. It's not going to be funny at all. I don't. I haven't looked at it, but like usually when it's also oh, the it's numbers off and it's just they throw a bunch of ideas at Ugh. it. But let's do it. Let's get into it. He throws his poop when you look when you lock the liquor cabinet. Not mm, funny. No. no, no, both for one. He, you say banana. He says daiquiri. That's not so bad. Mm. Punch it up a little bit, but I'll go over two. He was pulled over for the for weaving on his adorable citrus uh, or circus tricycle. That's stupid. These aren't great. His favorite drink is uh, what his previous owner served at Neverland Ranch. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, these are. <laughs> I knew they they're were getting be bad. worse by the minute. The Bubbles wasn't Jackery. even a monkey. Bubbles was a chimp. Yeah, yeah Bubbles true. was a chimp. So that's right. what the hell? You're right. He comes from uh, home from nights out with Bam Margera and Rudy Giuliani, slutting his howls. Okay. Or slurring his eyes. Oh, I was going to say, what? So slurring his eyes. Girl, been slurring. there. Owls. It's true. Instead of nuts, fruits, rodents, or bugs, he wants to go to Taco Bell at 2 a.m. This is the lamest list of supposed jokes I have ever seen. How does anyone think that's funny? I know it's a bad sign, and they're like, we're going to do five. And they're like, we scraped up ten. And they're like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe you should do one. I don't think the banana daiquiri one's that bad. It's okay, well, but what's okay. the what's the number one reason? Are you still on the list? Yeah, no, I, I, oh, okay. I, I that the number one list was one of them I read. Oh, that's not, oh, good. not funny Oof. at all. I don't. The problem. Well, once again, for maybe this is for young people. You know when you're really funny, when you don't think you're funny. Correct. Because people who think they're funny are never funny. If you're trying to be funny, you're not funny, right? Right. I mean, you can come up with bits and all that stuff you're going to do on stage, but if you're just out in public and you think you're trying to be funny, it ain't going to fly. I will tell you that. Right? Yeah. I think it's, it's uh, a lot of those comedy writers for these things, they do this list in about 10 seconds and they right. get paid for it and it's not great. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Um, that's that service that they'll be like, you know, they find good stories and they bring up to them some fun stuff and interesting topics. But then they'll be like, here's a side list. We paid some freelance comedian to write up, and you know that they did it on the bus yep. while mm. going home. Like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'm getting paid $5 for this. I'm not going to put any effort into it. Yeah, 5 bucks for <clears throat> one article would be pretty impressive. 
Oh, really? That'd be for impressive. that? Yeah, for that free. Li- yeah, hell well, like, yeah. We're gonna pay him five bucks for five jokes, and then they. He's like, well, I give you ten, so I'll give I'll you an give extra you 10, five right? bucks. For- yeah. mm-hmm. I'll give you a bogo. Okay, give me the odds, the three of you. I want all three of you to vote on this. What are the chances I'll be here on Monday if I win the Powerball on Saturday? Tom, I would 100%. say hundred percent you'll be here, and it will be a yeah, big F. Bitches. It'll be a, it'll Tom. be a big F you, and then it'll just be us three doing the rest of the show. Tom, you literally could retire anytime you wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, you're such a liar. Some of the stuff this. Pepsi is very expensive. Uh, you're such a liar. Yeah. If you're acting like the reason you're coming in here and slogging is to for that paycheck. Shoulder to the wheel. You're such a liar. Shoulder you're, to the wheel, I said. You're lying to our faces. You're not buying it? Not no. buying it. You love, you love this. Would you? It's mm. probably true. I probably would. I think you get very bored. Oh, I yeah. get really bored. Catherine would have you by Cat- the ear pulling oh you gosh. in going, I'm not taking care of him all day. Take him. Catherine would be like, we don't even have to go live. He can just talk into a dead <laughs> we mic. We haven't sent this out to anybody. <laughs> just, just, just like to, keep having his here. friends come house, in and yeah. out. and yeah. She's great about that stuff. I do adore that woman for that. Yeah, Tom, that's a great idea. See ya. How long were yeah. you in between jobs for? In between, what do you mean? Like how, what was the timeline again from when you left the like how station. long were you off air? Uh, seven weeks. And? And what? How did it feel? go? I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of nice not to be around those pricks. Okay, but like, were you like, I'm not, you know, I'm ready to go back on air or pretty like, oh, like no, chilling? I mean, yeah, I talked to several different, I talked to everybody in town about, about, you know, working and all that stuff. The biggest problem, and I'm just telling you flat out, the biggest problem you got now is radio is not that lucrative anymore. It's just not. Yeah. So no. they, they talked to me about coming here, there, and the rest of it, and they just they didn't have any money. So what are you going to do? I mean, most radio, not the Hubbards are the I, the only one in town I think that are not deeply in debt. I think they're the only broadcast company in town that's not billions of dollars in debt. Yeah. That's not good. Not not the one you want. No. So you know. Keep that to yourself, but I kind of like where I am. Uh, I love working for this company. Uh, I just think it's funny that if you work for a company, I remember working for a different company, and I was like, can I have a raise? And they're like, actually, can you give us some money? And I was like, probably. Yeah, exactly. Probably could loan you a couple of dollars. That's exactly right. That's exactly what the world is right now, too. But you know, the other thing about that is, because everybody's like, oh, man, that must be tough after having that great job all these years, and you know, it's not that, that income's not there anymore. I said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, you lost that income. I said, no, I didn't. I just made some other move. Matter of fact, I'm having a bigger year than I did 19 in uh, the previous year. Same. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that this is, if they think, that, oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I had an eight-year contract that yeah. I could have held them to. But I didn't like them so much that even that much money wouldn't keep me there. You know what you should have done? You should have said, I'm going to broadcast from home and then just paid me of eighth of your salary and I just turn on the mic every day and go yeah baby and then just sit there because if you have an eight, if you have that long of a contract we could have just done that I wish you'd do it now yeah baby no That's he means you're... just sit there and not say anything. <laughs> sit there and not talk oh That's what... <laughs> I would love the idea of getting paid per word in this in this when you go don't talk at all I go nothing okay wrong with that nothing wrong with that I'll chill no I know everybody loves to think why is it that people love to think oh my god you must be really and it must be ho-. why if you plan first of all I knew six years ago that I was never going to last a KQ with that crew 
Yeah. I yeah. knew six years ago. It's like, first of all, when, when you got a general manager that hates your guts, it's going to be a little difficult to stay there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think because radio is such a unique, like, industry to be in, and there's not a lot of people that really understand how the intricacies of it work. So they go like, oh, well, if you're not there anymore, like, if I lost my job, yeah, I'd probably be a little tough to transition so they kind of just go it must be tough for you too like oh your advertisers will follow you or whatever else like it all works out i guess that was very very unusual that all my advertisers except for like three of them followed me over here that well like because i remember because people that knew that i would come on the show they'd be like oh yeah tom's not at kq anymore and like the first comment people would say was like well what is kq gonna do are they going under like People were more concerned with that radio station trying to keep afloat rather than you being okay. Because they were like, yeah, of course Tom's going to be all right. He'll go somewhere else, start his own show. And yeah, I guess. Fine. I guess. Yeah, people be like, no, they got their problems just like everybody else. Again, yep. I, I, the reason, well, first of all, Jenny and I have been friends for 50 years, for Christ's sake. And the other reason I ended up here is because they don't have debt. I don't want to work for a company that's deeply in debt. I just don't want to. And a company that hires a bunch of lame-ass sugar tits for employees. Hey, that was one of them. You were the lamest of the lame. I got hired from them, I think. sugariest of the tits. I would say (laughs) two and a half times I got hired from them. Oh, you did? Because Bob got hired back, like, what, six times? That's why you kept calling me Quitney, because I would quit all the time. You always quit. I love quitting. I got my fingers crossed. It might happen again, you know. You play your cards right. When's she going to quit? Could be today. When's she going to quit? Let's get rid of her. I wouldn't quit on a Friday. I'd no, quit I don't on, blame you. I would quit on a Monday, so I don't have Absolutely. to do the whole week. I Absolutely. Know. That'd be smart. Don't worry about it. So nobody won the Powerball drawing Wednesday night, which means tomorrow's jackpot is up to a huge $1.4 billion. Here's some random odds about it, and also some things you could buy with all that cash. Yeah, with $1.4 billion, you could just about buy anything. Right. Uh, your odds of winning the Powerball jackpot are around 1 in 292.2 million. To put that in perspective, your odds of getting struck by lightning would be 1 in 1,530. Uh, 15, uh, excuse me, 1 in 15,300. That's what it is. Your odds of getting attacked by a shark are 1 in 3.7 million. Much worse than this. Mm-hmm. And your odds of dying in a plane crash around 1 in 11 million. Here's another way to think about it, though. Imagine you have Scrabble. Mm-hmm. Titles uh, spell out Powerball, or tiles, I guess it is. Uh, mix them up in a bag and then select them in a random order. The chance of correctly spelling Powerball is about one in a hundred and eighty thousand, and that is still over. This is hilarious. Still over sixteen hundred times more likely than the winning winning the Powerball. Yeah. Dang! You can't count on it. You just can't, oh, you can't count on winning a Powerball. No, no, no. I never buy that stuff. I'm pretty lame. I don't either. Mm-hmm. Andy, no. do you buy it? No. I bought it like twice in my life when it gets over some insane amount. Like now, are you gonna buy it? How much is it at? Hundred one point four billion. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. <laughs> yes, indeed. One point. You could buy a new car, a new shirt. Right. I wouldn't feel so guilty about that coffee I bought last week. Right, you buy some expensive coffee. No, I just mean like if I go to Caribou <clears throat> or something. Oh, like any yeah. coffee, yes. I well, so wait, what are the odds you said? One in 292.2 million. 292.2 million. <laughs> That's insane. Okay, let's calculate the value of a ticket. Because what you do is you take the uh, value of the payout, okay. multiply it by the odds of winning the payout, and that's how you get how much a ticket's worth. All right, what is it? Uh, it's going to take a bit. These numbers are rather large that we're working okay, with Okay, I'll here. finish this out then. And then it's $1.4 billion, you said? 
1.4 billion. Yep. All righty. Okay, but somebody's got to win, right? Assuming there's just one jackpot winner and they take the cash option, they'll bring home a cool $643.7 million before taxes. Before taxes? Yes, oh because, my God. because it's a one-time payout. Oh, that's ridiculous. So after taxes, you're going to end up with about $320 bucks. Okay, so $320 million times the odds of winning. A Powerball ticket is worth $1. And okay. that's how much it costs. So there you go. It's actually technically... At its own value right now. There so there you, you go. go. Right. So I don't play the Powerball. But that, it feels like there's got to be some sort of scam because ain't no way $1.4 billion then all of a sudden equates to $600 million. Well, of course, yeah. The state's the taking taxes. almost right. all of like, it. I need, some, I need to see an itemized receipt of where you guys are putting the rest of this money at. Isn't that amazing? If you take it early, the government walks away with about a billion dollars. Yep. Right. Because of the taxes. Yeah. They take it it's, all. That is wild. They take all of it but $350 million. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with that Disgusting. low amount of money? Well, right. no, you, you can't get well, by it. You might as well not have won the Powerball. Exactly. But they do say that taking the bulk payout is still better. Because of is investing. It? And you can invest it, and also inflation is going to make the money less valuable every year. Um, sure. So it's still, even though you lose half of it right away, it's still better than taking the payout, apparently, yes. for most people. It yeah. depends. But if you'd like, if you know that you're going to blow it all immediately, then it'd probably be better to restrain yourself and take the uh, the monthly check or whatever. Yeah. It is. I got to finish this story because you're going to love the last line in this story, Brittany. All right. Several private islands can cost around what? It costs as little as hundred thousand dollars. You can buy a private island for hundred thousand. Yeah, there's islands yeah. out there that you don't want to live on. Well, that's own. true. Gale yeah. force winds. Yeah. Negative ten degree temperatures all year round. Yeah. So yeah, this is assuming there's just one jackpot winner. They take the cash option. They bring home a cool six hundred and forty-three point seven million before taxes. What can you buy with all that dough? At least a few private jets, which can range in price from three million to one hundred million. The most expensive Lamborghini ever sold, which was the Lamborghini Veneno Roadster. Never heard of that one. It fetched a car sold for $8.3 million. Jesus. At an auction in 2019, so you could buy a couple of those. And the average resale price of a Taylor Swift ticket. There we go. I'd go to every Eras concert around the world, for sure. You would, yes. But also I would give all my favorite charities like at least a million dollars. Because that wouldn't that be so good mm, if all, be great. all the charities that I know that are like, oh, our goal is to raise 20, all of a sudden. You already do that. What are you One million here, about? one million there. Gigi's, uh, secondhand hounds, you know, like What's all these. Gigi's? Gigi's Playhouse, that's where I got married. That's oh, center that, for oh, Down Center. Okay, yeah. There you go. Like, how cool would it be? They're like, okay, we're trying to raise 10. All of a sudden, 1 million in the bank account. Like, oh, that would feel so good. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to do. Like, or even like, because you'll go on like GoFundMe and see certain yeah. people that have like a heartbreaking story and just like anonymously, here's yeah, finish way it. more than finish what you it. Here's yeah. all the money. It'd be so, that would be so fun. The average resale price of a Taylor Swift ticket um, is about $1,600. So you could have attended with 400,000 of your closest friends. Oh, yes. <laughs> Step one, get friends. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you do like what all those TikTokers did to Donald Trump at his one like, rally where they bought all the tickets and then nobody showed up. Yes. Like, that's what I would do to Taylor Swift. That's fine. I don't you, think... And I'd be, but I would show up and I'd just be the only one yeah. there. Yeah, she's going to be like, uh, thanks for all the money. Well, that's yeah. fine. I mean, she was going to get it anyway, so... 
It'd be a weird situation because you would just what make direct eye contact with her the whole time, I'm just staring dead into her soul from the front row. And I'll write your name. Yep. Oh, that, and then I'll sit in the back. That's what I'll do too. Just switch it up. Yeah. See what I would do is I would personally abolish uh, the penny because I would get every penny in the entire country and keep them. Would you just melt them like, down? No one is allowed to use these anymore. I hate I, them. I would benefit from that because I also find them to be annoying. So no like, one likes them. They're literally worthless. Yeah. Any, because you can't buy anything even with 10 of them, even with 50 of them. You can't buy anything with pennies. So it's like, just get rid of them. You can buy things with 50 pennies. Like what? Oh, I'll be sending you pictures this weekend when I go oh to the Oh, my store. God. Well, sounds a little so nice. You're so no. no, I was just talking about finding items, taking a picture of it, and sending you. Things cost. There's things that cost. But I do agree that pennies are silly. We should just round up or down. That's what Canada did. They round up to the 10 cents, I think. Damn. Not oh, going to hold really? out. Well, yeah. It's like, with, especially with inflation right now, it's very, very little is worth less than... Um, a dollar. Yeah. yeah. I will accept yeah, that statement. You also get like dirty looks anytime you pay cash for anything. So like I couldn't even imagine trying to I know, whip out some quarters. To... Why would they not like cash? I don't know. I, I was just... at um, Once Upon a Child Weird. earlier and I was buying shoes. And she's like, you can swipe your card when you're ready. And I hand over a 20 and she's like, oh, you're paying with cash? Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks for the denarius. <laughs> <laughs> Septavius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's 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 interesting how quickly cash has been forsaken by modern society. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you get into a situation that's like state fair, cash only vibe, you you panic. I, I panic, but, and I yeah. go to the ATM and I take like two hundred dollars out just because I, I don't want to feel desperate. I once stood in line at the <gasps> McLeod County Fair for like probably twenty minutes to get something, and they were like, "No, cash only." And you're just like, "I got nothing." I don't have cash. Yeah. yeah. Do you want blood? Maybe I'll just steal from you. (laughs) Okay, we only have one more minute left before you go to break here to wrap up the show and all that. And I didn't want to bring this up at all because I loved this guy, even though he was a direct enemy of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh One of the greats of all time, Dick Butkus, has died. I loved Dick Butkus. What's not to love? I know. Did you? You're a big fan. I mean, like only like he's uh, he's kind of zeitgeist mode at that point where he's just. For a while, it was everything was Dick Buckus. I mean, that was... Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's like, I can't even pretend that I followed his career, but it was just everywhere. So what's not to love? I ran into him at Harry Carey's, as a matter of fact, the bar down in Chicago. That's wild. Could not have been a nicer that's guy. That's great to hear. It was, he was very, very pleasant, no question about that. And by the way, sitting like three tables away was, uh, um, oh, it was Mike Ditka. Uh, shut what that was a hopping place yeah he was in there and the sad one about that Ditka got up to go to the bathroom he literally had to hold put his hands on tables otherwise he would have never gotten there yeah oh. the, well that generation of player not the greatest no health care no. or treatment no, it no, was no. like you would hear stories of guys like with fingers hanging on by a tendon and they'd be I like have. rip them off and but put it on ice I'll get it after the game oh. like it was, yeah. Yeah. They're and going Mike through Ditka. a lot. Well, yeah, Ditka's he, still alive at 83, and Butkus was 80. So He I mean, was 80, yeah. You know, it's well, I not guess he too won. Bad. Ditka, <laughs> honest to God, watching him so. walk through bathroom made me almost tear up. Because yeah. he was literally struggling, struggling to walk. Well, what was wrong with him? Playing football for yeah, all those just, years. Oh, broken just, every bone in his know. body. And who don't even know what's gone, going on and, in their heads, yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, because and the mindset, too, was, yeah, you got to play through it. Like, 
is it still attached to your body? All right, put, rub some dirt on it and let's go. It's not like <laughs> exactly. today. It's like all right, we well, got to yeah. sit out for two weeks to make even, sure you're good to go. And even here, like it's so funny. I remember in radio when I first started, I would get if I was sick, I would throw up in a garbage in my studio and keep going. Yeah. And it's changed so much where it's like, if you're sick, stay home. Like, yep. that's the vibe. But yep. I used, man, I used to be like, oh, if you missed a job at radio, somebody will take it. Like, you just, whatever. So I would show up just sick as a dog and be like, nobody come in my studio. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing all over us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, like, trivialize your role at radio stations, but, like, as an intern, you're throwing up and, like, I can't go home because it's that cutthroat? Oh yeah, when you when I first started, it was like that's what's so funny. Like even any any job, any way to get into radio, people always looked at it. If you don't show up, somebody will, and you'll you could be replaced. So like Damn. yeah, mm. and keep in mind, I at that point I was doing intern, I was a promotions intern, so we'd go to an event that night, and then I'd have to be back in studio at like four thirty a.m. Maybe had a couple drinks the night before. Not you. <laughs> and you were just like green in the face. But like Ugh. that was the vibe. And I, I, I'm i glad it's not anymore. I know people still like radio jobs are few and far between. But it was literally it felt very like you have to show up to everything. Mm. Few and far between. They can't even get anybody anymore, can they? Radio is hard. They don't have a lot of jobs available because people but, do them longer, too. Oh, I suppose because nobody else wants to do it. making fun of the career that i am in that's exactly (laughs) what i'm doing is making fun of you personally we have to take a break be right back we'll wrap things up right up to this this is the tom bernard morning show in a world that's racing a mile a minute a split second distraction can change everything i'm mike bryant from bradshaw and bryant every day we see too many people heads buried in their phones unaware of the dangers they're in Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson, yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
start battery month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get up to a $25 gift card after rebate with the purchase of select Superstart batteries. Our professional parts people will test your old battery for free and recommend the right battery for your vehicle. For power, performance, and reliability, choose Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus Essential Plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. That's all you ever do is tell me what to do. Have you ever noticed that? Wham, wham, wham. Amy, all she you have to do this, Bernard. Baby Tom wants a bottle. Sugar tit, Tommy. That's what you're saying? I love going, baby Tom. <laughs> you want a diaper? What is wrong with you? I don't know. Probably a lot. Mental illness? It's the tail end of the my where I get told to leave aggressively. Get out in three more <laughs> minutes. Three more minutes. Get three the hell minutes. away from me. Then you're free, and I'll listen to you guys on the way home. You will? I, yeah, I usually do. And? I love. Good. 10 out of 10. Words out. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't understand this Crocs cowboy boot. What the hell is that? So you know the Crocs? You know what Crocs are, right? <clears throat> yeah. Those slide-on yeah. shoes? Hideous, S- most hideous shoes I've ever seen. Hideous. Oh. I've actually never owned them. and I'm, I haven't either. That's the mm. one like line in the sand I have is I refuse to wear Crocs. I have my Burks. I have a lot of like comfort things, but no Crocs. So they keep kind of experimenting with their shoes and finding that people want to gobble them up. They made a boot the other time that kind of looks like that um, Nintendo game boot. Anyways, so they have now this cowboy boot, and I wanted you to see it so bad. It is hideous. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I haven't seen it. I've only seen the story. I will tell you that Andy and I, as a matter of fact, it's Andy's godfather, uh, bought a pair of Crocs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should mention that Andy's godfather is 6'6", six, six, weighs about 330. And has size 16 feet. Oh, my Jeez. God, that's comical. These Crocs were this big, They're and like, I am not kidding. That's a boat. <laughs> it was a boat. Like, Remember that, Andy? Yep. Ethan could sit in his Croc <laughs> in a body of water and be no just doubt fine. About it. No yeah. doubt about it. He could float down the river wearing one of those Crocs. The paddle. But still, the biggest one of all time was the center for the Detroit Pistons. He was at the, we were playing at a charity golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell was his name again? He was a center for the, the Chicago, uh, the, the Detroit Pistons when they the, won all those titles. Uh, you're not talking about, uh, who was it? Not uh, Ben something. Ben Wallace? Ben Wallace? No. Rasheed Wallace? Bob no, Lanier? Bob, Bob Lanier. Lanier. That's exactly oh, who it was. Day. It was yep. Bob Lanier back in the day. His locker was right next to mine. And his, he wore size 22 shoes. Holy fucking! <laughs> I am not exaggerating. Not what I'm telling you. His his shoes were like that big. Let's he just go to Target and see what this top size of shoe they sell is. Yeah, see also, if you can go to probably not. A probably not 22s, I wouldn't think. Think of the lack of options. He has like, oh, you I have know. brown shoe, you have black shoe, end of list. Custom made, don't you think? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. It's like, like Shaq and all his kids. Like Nike and shoe brands will like especially just make them 
shoes because they're all huge. That's yeah. rough. Target caps out at 13. What? Wow. That surprises. That's pretty small, actually, for I just a maximum made the size. I wear size 12, so I just yeah. made the cut. I'm, th- I'm a 13 boot. boot. Oh, boot. you are? Boot. Yep. That was a Minnesota deal. Yeah, a sure boot. was. I'm a 13 boot for some reason. I'm, really? no, I'm, not, I'm not a 13 anything else. I'm more like an 11 and a half, mm-hmm. but specifically winter boots. You like that wiggle room? All right, I'm well, it's because my... I have wide feet, and boots uh, tend to be very narrow. Yes, I'm putting true. my glasses on because it's 11 o'clock, so this is the beginning of the family hour. That's going to denote Technically, it. Technically, the family starts at 11.15 with the end of the uh, deal. End of what deal? Well, wait. I think we just kind of line yeah, it's, hockey. We still don't really. Change. There's no like, music. We still don't really know what's all going four, on. They want all four to be right back to back to back to yeah. back. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. It's... It wouldn't start at 11.15 then. I guess technically, I don't know, is this the family? Are we on the family as of right now? Yeah, we're yep. right now, and these two are going to get up and run away. I get kicked out I at 11. Stay. I can stay. you got to stay one more second. All right, fine. So, this, well, is so the, this is the beginning. Yeah, we're in the family hour now. Yeah, we should. Uh, I think we should play the intro when it's like official family start time. Okay, so we'll do that, know. and then I'll come back, and I will take a look at these Crocs you guys Okay, fine. About. I will stay <laughs> for the Croc looking. I haven't the seen them yet. I get offended like when the family like, do. I don't like it when you say, you're not family, get out of here immediately. Get out! I right don't now. like that vibe. I will say that. Well, maybe if you wouldn't run out the door so fast every time yeah. the family hour starts. Because I, I give people my seat. There was nobody wanted your seat. Yesterday? They, matter of fact, they pushed yesterday. it out. No. Everyone wanted every seat. Yeah. Well, yesterday? Yesterday. Five people here I could have sold my seat. Yeah. That like, will not be booked like that ever again. I can promise you that. I was like, I got to get out of here just for like... There's too many people well, legally I, I in I could be room. on the show. There's nowhere for me to sit. No. Yeah, yeah, Crash and Burn brought about six people with them. <laughs> that was <laughs> wild. I was like, oh, my God, here's my microphone. Goodbye. Right, play the music, Andy, and then we'll get this done because Brittany wants to go home and take a bath. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do at <laughs> 11 a.m. I just, I just yeah. that out there. <laughs> I do. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Go-Go just staring at me. Why, Mom? Are you day drinking?